Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Ian Hink. Hello. Ben Moore. Hey, Kyle. And Brandon Jones. Greetings. Greetings. Ian Hink, what is your goal this week? I want to make a metaphor using a character from the Stormlight Archive series. Whoa. I already tell you I won't understand your metaphor. Yeah, no, you won't. Okay. Ben, what is your... What is your uh, goal this week? My favorite goal was the animal one that we did, so I think I'm going to try to secretly reveal a story about my past without you all realizing it. <laughs> that it's the goal. We, ben, That's we do, my goal. We do, we have a, a rule about side stories. You only get three. You only get three? Yeah, you only get is three sides. for everybody now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood, well, I do I get to Blood tried to do some side stories last week. Do I get to <laughs> think of a new goal? No, 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 but okay. it'll just have to be one of three. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so, but this is one of three. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, I haven't already cashed in. A, oh yeah, yeah okay. you haven't cashed in any. All right, event. all right, cool, cool. Per episode, per episode, right? Right, yeah, it's fine. Jones, what's your goal this week? My goal is to nail podcast halftime. We have to several new sponsors. That's a good goal. I like okay. the simplicity. Some, of it. some, uh, some, some tricky linguistics to handle here. Tricky linguistics. I, I make no promises, but it's mm-hmm. a goal. So uh, that's like an actual goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes yeah. we do actual performance goals. goal. Actual. Uh, my actual goal is to nail the intro to Or Wars this week. Mm. Got some good luck, got man. Got some heat on. Yeah, I got some heat for last week, so yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna try to do a little better this time. It is now time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Darth Vader pilots Jones. The Tie Advanced X1, but X- good X1 specifically. Yeah, yeah X- specifically that. Xbox but, One. Yeah. <laughs> tie Advanced. Now we know. We know. Hopefully. There's. I have that in Tie Advanced head. in X-wing miniatures. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did. I should give credit. I didn't give proper credit last week. Infinite Content is a song from one of my favorite bands ever, the All American Rejects. Uh, Schlecht Junge is a phrase that I used last week, which was I like. It was made in, in terrible children. Yeah, Dirty like children? like bad boy yeah. for bad boy. Um, and like that was the joke. I didn't want it corrected, but the truth is way funnier. Bosa uh, Booba. <laughs> It's the actual word for it. It's bad boy. It's, it's bad boy. Oh, bosea booba. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, all right. Do we stand bosea booba? Nine nine, bosea booba. You bosea booba. You bosea booba. Sean, Sean asked me. We talked about Sean last week. I guess he's canon now. Sean is Jones's trainer. Yeah. German efficiency. German efficiency. He's a German man. He asked me why I make fun of Germans. It's just such a funny language. It's nothing to do with the, the ethnicity nine, or, nine, nine. or where they are. It's just such a funny language. It's Bo- a fun language. Bosea booba. I think booba is funny. Yeah. Booba regardless is funny. of language. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. I'm too much. End correction music. <clears throat> Do you all know my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcement. A game announcement. This week. I've been on the show before. <laughs> Jones has been here before. <laughs> this week, Mega Man 11 was announced. Bum, 
You know what? I should, uh, as, as podcast moderator, I should explain that uh, you may be watching this after the Game Awards. You may be watching this after PSX. Yeah. And you're wondering, wait, why are they only talking about Mega Man? Uh, we recorded this on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, baby. Uh, because we needed to record it immediately after Mega Man. We all decided, like, that's yeah, probably yeah, going to be the biggest away. news of the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Not getting any bigger. Game Awards yeah. is DLC only. PSX is Remakes microtransactions only. only. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's just no big announcements from those two things. If you are writing the comments, <laughs> why didn't they wait until after PSX to record the podcast? We have something for you. We have live reactions. You can go oh, watch yeah. those. We, we react live. We give our opinions live. Also, those exist. We did wait because next Tuesday there's one of these. Yeah, and there's one of these next Tuesday. Yeah. I really want to see a PlayStation blog post. Hey, just to let you guys know, uh, th- this next one that we're doing this PSX is just microtransactions. <laughs> oh, and then you go, you scroll down, and you just see, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 please. <laughs> Will some be free? Uh, <laughs> why can I use in-game currency? I can play as Coco. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. I like that exactly. guy. Yeah, exactly. Whoever that guy is, I like that guy. Be enthusiastic. Yeah. How yeah. hard is it to be enthusiastic? Just try. In, in the gaming age that we live yeah, in, not that hard. Just try. So anyway, Mega Man 11 is our big news for this this podcast in particular, uh, which is still huge. That's still a huge deal. Seven years, man. It's, it's one more than seven ten. years. Hey, what's Mega Man crossover? What is that? Was that the weird thing with Street Fighter characters? I saw that in the that's, trailer. That's yeah. what that is. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I think that's what that was. I, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count. No. Um, no. So let's let's talk about Mega Man 11. What did we see? What did we see earlier today? That was Monday. What did we see earlier on Monday? It looks different. Okay. What does that mean? Well, it's got like a 2.5D situation with some cell shading in the foregrounds and some CG elements. It's all computerized 3D <laughs> graphics instead of pixel art. I'd reckon it's always 3D graphics. Well, yeah. <laughs> but the front, it looks cel-shaded. Or computerized but, graphics. Know, yeah, yeah. They're always computer. But yeah. Um, it's a new look for Mega Man. It looks cool. Which yeah. was really what they were selling the most, I think. Is yeah. It, yeah, yeah. We're looking at polygons here. Uh, this is a Mega Man game. Mega Man 11. It's a direct sequel. Number. Yeah. I, I think it needed to look dramatically different. And so... While it took me a little while to warm up to the new style, I'm very glad that they went this direction. So, Ben, I <laughs> see a lot of comments that aren't looking like liking how this game's looking. Yeah. I, what, that doesn't that surprise about? me. What's going on? Well, <clears throat> it's been a long time since Mega Man has come back yep. in this way. And I think there are a lot of people attached to different eras of Mega Man, rightfully so. There are a lot of good eras of Mega Man. And so I think when it... When you've been waiting for so long and it doesn't look exactly how you want it to look, of course it's going to disappoint you. I don't think they're. I think regardless of what they chose, uh, people would be disappointed. I think if they went back to eight bit, people would be disappointed. I'd be disappointed. I think maybe I guess the only one that I could see not disappointing anybody is if it looked like SNES X. Yeah, I was gonna um, say X or yeah. or PS One X games. I think that's that's pretty universally loved. But well, here's what I want to dig into. Uh, this is a comment I made during Secret of Mana, Mana, and I thought about it a lot since then, where I thought the right amount of budget was given to the Secret of Mana remake. Mm. And Jones, when I look at Mega Man 11, I do see a tighter budget. This is a game from Capcom. Capcom is making this game internally, but it's still not a huge budget game, right? It's still not 
uh, wowing us in, in a way that most games would uh, with big budgets. Whatever. What am I saying? But, Jones, what I want to ask you is, is this the right budget for Mega Man 11? Sure. It definitely doesn't look like they're showing – they want to show the new style in action. Mm-hmm. And I think they've, they've definitely focused on that. We've seen, you know, uh, from what I've seen, they've released also pictures of the design of the the, the conceptual process of creating Oh, the character art is great. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I look at this trailer, the trailer seems to show off mostly gameplay. It's like, yeah, the slide is in it. You know, right. he brings in uh, the dog's name is escaping me. Rush. Rush. Rush brings in Rush, jumps up to get the the, the energy from from thanks to Rush there. Shows off one new suit. Doesn't show off too much stuff, but shows off a new ability. We should stop there, actually. Dropping that's, the, 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 the That's kind of a down. headline is that Mega Man's got suits now. Yes. When you, absorb oh, a middle, when you have a new ability, it's a suit. It changes your blaster and it changes your head. Yeah. Helmet. It's cool. It is very cool. Apparently, that was an original concept of Mega Man. They always wanted that back in the day, but Whoa. all they could do was color swaps. Mm-hmm. And am I tripping that a fan created that? Or that was based on a fan design? You are tripping, but you're on to something, okay. Jones. Because <laughs> we've talked about this before. The uh, concept art for the character we saw in this trailer, who can drop blocks, was hidden inside of Mega Man Collection 2. Mm-hmm. It would, when you go to the concept art for older games, oh. the concept art for this game was hidden inside. And a lot of people Whoa. said, hey, what's this for? Is this a new Mega Man game? And some of us believed, some in of us game? said, for this game right here, for no, Mega no, Man no. 11. Hidden in which game? Oh, Legacy I, Collection 2. Yeah, but I think you had to go oh, to 8. Long time ago? I don't know. I think it was hidden within yeah, 8. Yeah, I don't know which, which of the, the four conspicuous. it is. But yeah. Wow. And that, so yeah, Jones. And, and actually, what's strange is in the presentation... They kind of owned up to it, and they said that was an Easter egg. That was intentional. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Oh, me too. That, the, that's like Batman. That's cool. Um, Kyle, you, you talk about budget. <clears throat> yes. And I can see the argument of, well, you know, you, you, it's taking you so long to, you know, bring back Mega Man. Why didn't you make this bigger? Why didn't you make this more extravagant? And I actually think that in a weird way, and maybe not dangerous, maybe dangerous is too hyperbolic of, of language, but I don't... I, I've just seen so many franchises fall because they don't do what's right for the franchise. They feel like they have to just go big and that going big is more important than what the franchise actually needs. Yes. And I think that's that's really dangerous. And what I'm seeing, like that whole presentation and then in the trailer itself, it feels like this is exactly the right scope for right now. And I think that's it looks super like, important. It looks like it feels like Mega Man too. Yeah. Which is the most important thing, I think. And I was thinking, my first reaction was it felt kind of like Bloodstained did, jumping from Symphony of the Night into oh, yeah. this weird, like, mm-hmm. gross mm-hmm. CG nastiness. Uh, and Bloodstained, I, I really didn't like the look until I played it. And then I was like, okay, it, it looks better now, like, whatever. Uh, this one, I think, looks better than that did in a trailer. I thought it showed better. Than Bloodstained. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I would I would agree that it looks better than Bloodstained. I should have added some more details. Uh, this is coming late 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two. PC. PlayStation 4. Xbox One. And Switch. Nice. Everything. Yeah. So it's definitely coming out in 2019. All the next-gen consoles, they called it. A different 28. No, no, no. 2018. It's got to make 20, late 2018. It's got to make that. If you're right? saying late a thing, yeah. you know it's getting delayed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, they seem to really be getting behind this, the, this, meg, this big Mega Man anniversary. Yeah. And so releasing a bunch of things leading up to a brand new Mega Man game, I think, makes a lot of sense just momentum wise. Yeah. I think it'll hit. I forgot it's Capcom. Like they were actually really good at hitting their dates. I think, right? They like, are. They're good at announcing and releasing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Capcom. I forgot. Yeah, they got this. I mean, Monster Hunter World is is another one that's going to be a tight between. Less I'm than excited. A year. Yeah, 
Oh, we're not talking about that right now, though. This is a news-only podcast. <laughs> Kyle, I, got, yeah. I do have two concerns. Look, bring them on. Bring them on. Uh, they're relatively minor because I just, like, last, like, actually last, no, yes, last night, I finished Mega Man 9. It was the first time I'd finished Mega last Man 9. Last night? Whoa, yeah, wow. last night. Because, of, the, because of this thing? Kind no, of like well, you? no, I'd started 9 earlier. We actually talked about it on the last frame track. Oh, okay. Um, and then I finally finished it, and an <laughs> that Wily Castle... That Wily Castle was a pain in the butt. But 9 is is a difficult game. It was a difficult in a way that I appreciated, but just kind of going through the internet and, and reading comments and stuff, people thought it was, like, too hard. And so I wonder where they'll fall with Mega Man 11. I'm really worried about the difficulty. Because if it's too easy, that's going to upset a lot of people. And if it's too difficult, you're going to have a lot of people who are hopping into Mega Man for the first time or... For a lot of people, this will probably be their first impression of Mega Man, which is kind of a crazy thing to say, but I think that's true. Ben, keep your second thing in mind, because I got some good news for you. Yeah. Mega Man 11 has four difficulty modes. I did Whoa. not know this! Yes. We have Newcomer, Casual, Normal, and I think the last one's called Nightmare. Ooh, I can't remember the fourth, but what a, a very jump. hard mode. Yeah. I like how it's like easy, easy, yeah, normal, yeah. super hard. Uh, so this is from the Game Informer article. Uh, okay. Game Informer's got the scoop. They that got cover. The, by yeah, way. they have the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Game Informer's all over this. So uh, apparently they just add more platforms hmm. to make it easier, which uh, I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe they did a similar thing like that in Mega Man 10, where you could do like an easy option. It would put like platforms over the spikes and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. I yeah. love that they hear that concern and they're aware of it and they're going for it. Um, the second concern I have yes. is, and you can hear it in the trailer, is uh, when he, Mega Man is doing his charge shot, you hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a different kind of voice. Uh, than than what I'm used to, and I'm not saying that like this is the de facto Mega Man voice, but like I'm playing Mega Man Eight right now. Like I went from nine, then I'm going into eight, and you. When I think of classic Mega Man, I really kind of think of that like young peppy kid, and hearing this is a little bit different. And I'm I just I'm worried about that voice, and maybe that's I shouldn't be. But I guess here's my like impre- old snake now. Here's my impression of it is kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Every time he does a charge mm-hmm. shot. Here's the one thing I would request. is like, just record some alternates and throw them all in. Right. Right. Pass right. it up. Yeah. Like, like a, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's Link, I guess. That's good, though. Yeah. That was it's, Link. Link's yeah. good. Um, yeah. We're going to be shooting a lot of charge shots. Mm-hmm. It can't be the same yeah every charge shot. Sure. You can just yeah. use the Capcom. Just take those. Just take a few of these. Chuck all them right, in All there. right. We'll, give, we'll do a round. Jones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Jones? Yeah. Ben? Yeah. Mm. Yeah? Yeah! Yeah. Yeah! 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 Okay, that should be it. That's okay. pretty good. Capcom, take those. You're take, welcome. Take those. Free just charge. throw them in. Yeah, free We're here to help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead, Ben. Sorry, I just, like... Apparently during the, the, the live stream, they were talking about how they wanted, like this is part of the, like getting new suits for Mega Man. They want to get, have those new powers feel more consequential, like yes. a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so awesome. And it's actually something that you do in nine really, really well, uh, having just played through it. Like there are so many creative ways that you can apply 
those powers. And to me, like thinking about main series Mega Man, that's a lot of the the magic right there. When you have that moment where you're getting stuck and you just you you're like, can I use this power in that way? And then you do it and it works and you just you have that little bit of a mind explosion and it's so so cool. Uh, yeah, my least favorite implementation is it's just good against this one boss. Right, right, right. and that yeah. there, there, that that definitely happens sometimes in Mega Man where yeah. it's just like you get a power and either like your Buster is so good or there aren't enough applications for the power that you just forget that you have it. So I hope that that doesn't happen. It's like in Zelda when you're suddenly like, I can freeze water and make platforms right. for myself. Yeah. Right. Oh my god! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Jones, let's talk biz. Was this the right way to reveal this game? Yeah, I, I, I had oh. not seen, I saw the trailer that goes straight into gameplay from Eleven. I had not seen the journey through the history of Mega Man. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. Okay. That was a, a four and a half minute trailer, so mm-hmm. that definitely, I thought the trailer, when we saw the gameplay, I thought when the, the logo reveal, the energy kind of died off a little bit, um, but I thought, uh, I, I think it's smart also, not only the way that they announced it with the trailer, but the fact that this is currently the 30th anniversary of Mega Man, but this game's not coming out until the 31st anniversary of Mega Man. So I think it's smart, get that announcement out now. Now, be realistic with the release date. Let people know. It's like, oh, we're not just going to say 2018 and you got to wait. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're, we're probably not going to have this done until after the summer. Um, so I, I think they were just very upfront about it. I think it had a great attitude. Um, I think it, it really showcased what that game was uh, and didn't necessarily say this is something you should be excited about. I think that right. they, they got to know, you know, people are going to have some issues coming into it, but I thought it did a good job. That's selling the character once they actually got into gameplay there are no more gimmicks in the trailer they were like there we go yeah, now once they actually got into that's what I liked footage. about it is it felt like a celebration of Mega Man instead of like up its own butt kind of like oh my god Mega Man is so great you know like yeah we know you're excited it's like other people like I've seen trailers where that are leaning on that kind of and or, this was just like hey Mega Man or those trailers where they're trying to, they don't they don't really acknowledge the history of the series right. they're just like this is what Mega Man is now. And I, I like that they're like, no, you know what this is. Here you go. Um, yeah, I something I'm worried about with Mega Man 11, like really thinking about it, is I feel like Mega Man has never really had a great cadence where I, I feel like in different chunks of years, they're like, we're going this direction with Mega Man and we're not going like any other direction. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this spinoff or we're doing this throwback and then we're not doing anything else. And there's a lot of Mega Man. Like, there's so many different styles of Mega Man games. Uh, and I think the momentum that they've kind of built up with the Legacy Collections, uh, which I think are both really, really good, and now this, like, I hope they kind of fill this hole, take a break, go over here, do some stuff with X, go over here, doing some stuff with Battle Network. Like, I think that would be really cool. Um, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe going in too many diff- different directions is a mistake, but I... The, a lot of people are attached to many different parts of Mega Man. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I think we should also mention those collections because we have some news about those as well. Uh, Mega Man Collection 1, Mega Man Collection 2 will be available for the Nintendo Switch this year. Kind of crazy it wasn't already. That's kind of like a no-brainer announcement. Just mm. like, okay, great. The other announcement's kind of weird. Uh, Mega Man X, all eight Mega Man X games will be available on the PC, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the Switch uh, in the summer of 2018, not necessarily as a collection. It's weird. They won't say Mega Man X Collection. It's kind of weird. They just say all those games will be on those consoles in summer of 2018. 
So we don't know. We don't know if that's a collection or not, but we do know that we'll be able to play all the X-Men. Maybe they, they want to do a collection. That's the plan right now. They just haven't inked it. They just haven't like that's the really right. solidified yeah, like what it's idea. called or what'll be in there. And that's a decent theory, Jones. So they don't want to play yeah. up expectations. Because the complicated thing with that is that uh, 7 and 8 are PS2 games. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. Only. Yeah. So, you know, they, they got those 3D graphics. Switch can't handle that. <laughs> just, yeah. Just the worst well, the thing is, like, uh, w- with Mega Man Collection, you know, it's just, like, the best, most pristine possible v- looking thing, like, way this could possibly look. That's much harder to do with PS2 games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't, like, optimize it in, in, the, in, as, in as much ways. Uh, and so, yeah, I, just, I wonder if there's that appeal, uh, can, that you can apply that appeal to those. If, if I was the man in the suit, and just thinking about it, like, because I always think it's important to think about like what the response is going to be. Yeah, let's get in those suits. I, I could see a reasonable backlash if it wasn't a collection, for a number of reasons. Because I just checked before we did this podcast, you yeah. can get the Mega Man X collection, which includes most of the Mega Man X games you probably care about, uh, X1 through X6, yeah. for fifteen dollars on PS2. You know, you may you may not have a PS2, which is a reasonable argument. Yeah, but then you can go well. You know, they've done so much with the core Mega Man series. They came out with these really nice collections where you can go and you can look at the art. It's got all the DLC that came out for like 9 and 10. Um, you have like, you can go through and listen to all the music. And then X, which a lot of people care about, if you don't give it the same attention, like, wouldn't that make you kind of mad as a big X fan? Like, at this point, haven't you set yourself up for all those bells and whistles? Like, if you're going to do it, do it right. They're going to do all those bells and whistles, but then charge me separately for each one. I mean, I was going to say, do you think they'll do it like the Neo Geo games, where it's like seven bucks a piece or something? Yeah. But Capcom is a company that's pissed so many people off, Mm -hmm. like, the last ten years. Yeah. Like, why? This is an easy win. (laughs) Just don't don't do that. Just Just don't don't do do it. Because the other, th- the funny thing is, nobody. You're right. Nobody cares about seven and eight. They're going to be the most costly to to add to this collection. Right. And nobody wants them. They're the two stinkers. Apparently, six also isn't very good, but I don't know. I've I've not played eight. I had a yeah. friend who is really into eight, and I've I've seen online that like eight is good. Like I know everybody universally hates seven, but uh-huh. a, a lot of people were defending X eight. So. Okay, but see, that's why that's why I want the collection. I want yeah. it all right there. Maybe I want to give X eight some love. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But apparently the story ends after X five. Like that's just, that's a kind of like it's just really sunset. It's a, it's like okay, and then they all live happily ever after. And then like X six is like oh, and X more problems. You know, it's just like okay, all right, let's okay. go, let's do this. Six so like hey, I'm Axel. It's like oh okay, here let's do it, let's do it. Uh, it's cool. What's up, Jack? I really like the moment in the trailer where he runs past all the empty years. Yeah. Yes. Th- that to me is incredibly yeah. self-aware, incredibly yeah. brave for uh, for Capcom. I just wish more people did something like that. We're like, well, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. You know, and uh, typically when you, you want to do uh, a lot of people will have dates if they want to go back and do like it's been 10 years, 30 years, 40 years and run through those things faster. And the pace tends to pick up as you get closer to present day mm-hmm. where they really spent a lot of attention for that first game and then the next games then some of the later stuff then it got really confusing and today you know to kind of like rush past maybe some things that were iffy or some stuff that they released lately that they didn't like and so it would have been very easy for him to just get on like a jump pad or a boost pad and just like whiz, you know just like uh, and yeah. those crazy years but anyway moving on and just like opening the door and having 2016 and 2017 in there with nothing like, I yeah. just thought it was it spent a lot of time showcasing that that's a good point Jones I thought that I was like very that. upfront. I dug it yeah, it's almost intentional in its pacing. Like, it would have been funnier for him to get on a chat pack and blast forward, but 
in terms of showing how big of a deal this is. It's yeah. A, yeah, I get that. That's actually really interesting. He, he, he kind of looks like Mega Man's like frustrated. You know, kind of looks yeah. like he gets in that room like, there's got to be something in here, right? He even kind of pauses and like when he sees the question mark before he jumps in. And, and I don't get the vibe when he leaves and comes back in that when you see the new gameplay from Eleven, it's not like, see, he's perfect now. It's like, no, this is just Eleven. You know, this is just a new version of this. Mm-hmm. I don't get the vibe that it's like, you know, oof, that old 8-bit version, but hey, he looks so much better. Yeah. Mega Man's a lot like Kaladin. He, like, starts off rough and then goes through all these weird time periods and things are slowed down for a little while and then he comes out a whole new person. It's true. Tell me that's good, though. Tell me that's a good analogy. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, you're not stretching. Nope, that was actually a very good analogy. Okay, great. There are a lot of times when it comes to video games that I wish, like, immediately there was a book of what happened so you could read about it because if you think about, like, this revival, it's so bizarre you think about the, like the, the the recent like Sonic Mania retro revival, and yes. I feel like you can kind of piece that together. Where Easily, yes. They were you know experimenting with uh, Sonic Four, and then you know they had the classic stuff in Sonic Generations. It felt like they were like actively trying to figure out how to do that classic style again, and then Sonic Mania was kind of the culmination about that. Whereas you look at Mega Man, and you've got nine, you've got ten, which were well received, and then it just dropped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just. Looks so obviously like bad blood within a fune. Yes, and you like you want to see those conversations. Uh, like, uh. did pitches come up and they're like, no, like we need to send a message. Like, I just I want to know what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And ten I wonder, was received? they like ten. Yeah, I mean, just critically, ten, nine, and ten were very well received. I thought I remembered one of them people didn't like. I think ten was just flat. Oh, okay. You know, ten, like hmm. nine was like, oh man, I can't believe they're doing this. And ten's right. like, oh, they're doing they it again. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were like, they were like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, great. It's like nine. Uh, ben, do you think it's bad blood that they're bringing it back? Do you think that's like, oh, mighty number nine, how quaint? <laughs> I mean, here's how you. Do wouldn't it. that be amazing? Yeah. That like, this happened because it's like putting salt in the wound of mighty number nine. Capcom knows about Mighty Number no. Nine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably heard. They know Did someone about tell it. them? Yeah, <laughs> like they just they just lifted the gate mm-hmm. after they saw Mighty Number no. Nine crash and burn. Like that's oh my god. Well, I wonder if they saw it after it got the Kickstarter. After they got the success, they're mm. like, oh, we should we should do this. We yeah. should bring Mega Man back. We've got the real thing. We yeah. should probably uh, kick one out. Kick one out. I um, did not really pay attention to the evolution. I know Mighty Number no. Nine like looked okay for a second, and then looked bad, or vice versa. Never looked okay. Uh, saw some people on social media saying this looks exactly like Mighty Number no. Nine. I'm not into this. What, yeah. What 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 does this panel have to say to that? I mean, did you were you were you nervous right away? We were like, Ugh. or did you did you fall in love with it like the first frame that you saw? or no. Did it take a sec? I honestly, Jones. I think that you said was, to mid effect too. That was my initial like reaction when I very first saw it. I was like, oh, like kind of like Mighty Number no. Nine. But I think the more that you look at it. In my opinion, it looks better than Mighty Number no. Nine. Like it if does. you put it side by side, there's there's way more going on in the Mega Man Eleven trailer. It looks more put together. It looks more detailed than anything that I saw in Mighty Number no. Nine. I didn't like it at first, and then two or three shots in, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. It just took my brain a second to be like, new art style, okay. Yeah. If cool. I can think of of the most recent example of a game that I've been immediately in on. It was Super Mario Odyssey. It was a year ago. Oh, yeah. It was their presentation a year ago, just Mario popping out of a manhole, and I was immediately in, immediately mind blown. Mm-hmm. And you're right, that wasn't there with this game. Uh, it doesn't have that effect on you. But I did think about Mario in that, like, we're, we're never, 
certainly there are some Mario games that we appreciate more than others that some some you know people have different favorites of course but has Mario himself ever been criticized style wise yes that, like when Sunshine came out we're like that's what you call Mario there's like, that, was yeah. that weird thing? like yeah. 2D papery 3D combo one from like two years ago that everyone thought looked like garbage and it never happened or like mm-hmm. it came out but no one played it Mario? you're talking about yeah. Super Paper Jam, Mario? where it was like yeah, Mario Paper and Luigi and, and Paper Mario matched yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Everyone I, was like, ugh. Came out. I thought that game looked fine. In the moment, in e- during the E3 reactions, I remember us being like, ugh. Huh. Oh, maybe you're thinking of Color Splash? Color Splash uh, looks great. Super I, think Saga, I also one think of Color Splash I think it was an Easy Allies era, but I, whatever. I would say the new Super Mario Bros. get criticized the hardest for their style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, think I, get, I am familiar I think with that. I just, I hear this with Mega Man and Sonic all the time. Oh, for sure. Whoa. Yeah. Like constantly being revamped. Mario's got it easy. Kyle, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, just another thing I was thinking about. I think a lot of what makes Sonic Mania not only successful, but but to kind of receive the booming success that it did, is like how surprising that game is. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you are going through old stages, but those old stages are remixed. Here are entirely new things. Here are entirely new stages. Here are entirely new bosses. And yes, Mega Man Eleven is all new, but I have to wonder if. Will this initial excitement fade if we're like, yes, it is another Mega Man game and it's good. Is another good Mega Man game enough or does it have to be surprising? Does there have to be some some special factor there? So let me tell you a couple more details about the game. Uh, again, there will be eight robot masters and eight levels and you choose the order in which you play those levels. So like to me, that's kind of like, okay. Right. All right. We've we done that. Yeah. Dude, what if they do a whole other eight after that? There, upside yes. down castle, baby. Yeah, that would be that would be sweet. Boom. Yeah, I also like it when they, they interrupt. Like you do a couple, and then I guess it's more of an X thing, and it's like, oh, you need to go do this thing right now. Yeah, it's like um, all of their spouses coming back for revenge. <laughs> Whose spouses? <laughs> of all the, the robot masters. masters. Oh, like Bubble Man has a Bubble Woman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or like sure. their kids are like, you left me an orphan. Yeah. And then there's not like a fight. You just have to like care for these children for like ten hours. How are Reploid babies made? How do they do this? Well, you see, when a robot loves another robot... Is this real, though? Do you think They that's go how... to the factory and they order a child. Mm. And then the child is produced for them. The robots are allowed to order more robots? Yeah, yeah, it's for the future. It's the year 20XX, We're Kyle. getting into some Blade Runner stuff right here. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if they'd let a replicant buy a replicant. I don't think so. You can't, no. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point, is you can't. Yeah. I had a... Th- oh, I want to talk... <laughs> I want to, Ben, I want to talk about 14... 14- uh, sorry, 16 by 9 and 4 by 3. I mm. want to talk about... Oh. I think Mega Man works better in 4 by 3. We're 10 and 9? Is there, <clears throat> is there yes. something specifically I about know, maybe not. Mega Man that you think like it, it should be in 4 by 3? I don't think he fills in the space. <laughs> I think he's small. I Makes think it. when we watch the trailer, I think he's small on the screen. And I, I think he just uh, the, the space of 16 by 9 isn't utilized well. Yeah, I hmm. I get that because like thinking about Sonic, right? When you start a stage, it is like you're flowing through the stage. Whereas Mega Man, like if you think about classic Mega Man, you are going screen by screen. It is yeah. this box. Yeah. So on, and on some level, I can totally see what you're saying. Uh, when I think of a game that really utilizes the full screen well, I mean it's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, but it just seems designed the whole time. Like we're gonna fill the space. We're mm-hmm. we're gonna each of these these levels is going to be just gonna fill your screen and give you interesting things to move. And he's just like, uh, I don't know. There's a moment in the trailer horizon, when when you guy. think he's gonna go through that door and then he drops straight down into what I hope is a secret and not a death pit. 
I think that in 69, there's more room for that kind of stuff, seeing secrets and stuff. Sure. Yeah. I just, mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just, I, it's weird. Maybe they have an option. I think refining the space for Mega Man benefits them. I, I really do. I just think, mm-hmm. I think this for a lot of games, honestly, that they were almost better in 16 by 9. 4 by 3 you mean? 4 by 3 I do. It's more difficult, yeah. too, because you have less time to react to something coming on screen that's well, coming sure. at you. I mean, you, you think about, they, they really took that screen-by-screen screen advantage because if you think about classic Mega Man, it really is, this screen right here is this one specific challenge. Once you do that, we're going on to the next challenge. These challenges are not necessarily connected in any way. Like, it's really one piece at a time. Not that that isn't connected in some ways, like you've got like the, the disappearing blocks and stuff like that. You do have instances of that, but I don't know. Hmm. You know, you brought up talking on Country Tropical Freeze, and I was like, <laughs> I'm excited about this new Mega Man, and I want to be optimistic, but if Retro was making it, yeah. I would have no doubt. Yeah, and, and I guess to go, to go back to, like, does it have the right budget, it's a lower budget than Tropical Freeze. Yeah. It's, it's Do not, you know the budget, or are you just looking at it? They, at the end of the thing, they said we spent $10,000 on this. <laughs> They did? No, no, no. Oh, it's like $10,000 I know. It's like, wait. It's like, what? Let us give you more. This game is amazing yeah. for $10,000. No, but it does. It, you can you can sniff it. You can smell it. I mean, maybe it'll have, like, cutscenes or something. Uh, well, and I wonder how early in development it is, too, because, like, Mega Man's animations looked a little weird. Mm-hmm. They could use some improvement. They looked a little framey or something to y- me. Yeah. But, I mean, again, it's he looked early. The levels looked okay, Yeah. I thought, but Mega Man himself looked early. I think it's staged for success. I think, I think that at... At the amount of money they spent on it, he can succeed. I think even a Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze budget, I'm worried about him. Mm. I'm worried about him breaking even. You know, I think that's a smart move, especially with Capcom, because there were like rumors of their financial troubles that maybe aren't real. That turned out to just be somebody's article. That was just somebody. Apparently, okay. they've been for sale for a long time. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. We can buy them today if we want to, but nobody Let's wants to. Let's do it. No, it's not a not a good proposition. But I mean, like, I'm always for people doing smaller budget things mm-hmm. and then making their money back yeah. by selling it to the people who just want it. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Yeah. I I want to believe in the philosophy of ups and downs. Like, Resident Evil 6 is a game that when I finished it, I was angry. Like, there are games that I don't like, but very rarely do I have, like, a personal vendetta about a game. <laughs> like, there were just so many moments in Resident Evil 6 where I was just physically upset. Like, I was livid. And when Resident Evil 7 was announced, because of that prior experience, it was hard to be optimistic, but they did it. Like, they brought back Resident Evil 7 yeah. in a meaningful way, and I just, I want to feel like it's Mega Man's time, that it can happen, that they know what they're talking about, that they understand it and can make a good video game. I want to believe. I think it looks like maybe they have. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Are. Like, this year has been so insane. Right. With high quality games, and next year looks equally insane. That why, why not? Like why not just hope? Yeah, why not hope? We got other things to fall back on. Yeah. Nino Kuni Two is still coming. Yeah, that'll be great. Spider Man. Yes, Weekly Hunts. Weekly Hunts. Fighters. It's like you know what? We'll just we'll give you the hope. If it doesn't work out, I got other things yeah. to play. Yeah, I got other things play. to play. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh it sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of December. Mango. Jigarbov Productions. Ooh-ee-ooh-ah-ah, ting-tang, walla-walla, bing-bang. And now for some long words. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Pneumo... 
Noltramicroscopic Ciliovolcano Kinesis. Hoglaw Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hoglaw to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the allies. Check him out at hoeglaw.com. L. Thanis. Brent Klaus. Brent Klaus is a 2D animator and illustrator specializing in motion graphics and art direction. He produces animated content for brands using bold colors, fun character animation, and will sneak in a video game reference wherever he can. You can find him and his work on Twitter at Brent Klaus. Critical Reviews. Do you enjoy podcasts about video games, movies, and TV shows? Do you like Twitch streams? Do you like reviews? Then you should watch Easy A. When you're all caught up on Easy A and still need more content, check out Critical Reviews. Everything that makes Easy A great, but on a way smaller budget. Watch Jimmy Good, Joe Lever, and Thomas Yang talk about the pop culture you care about and host Jolly Game Streams. Join the Legion at Critical Reviews on YouTube, Twitch, and Patreon. And follow Go Critical on Twitter. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Injustice 2, Call of Duty, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check out their website at www.sweetjustice.audio. iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off of dealerships' prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional 17% off of your order. Ooh. JoJo Dentco, your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at FastMower if you'd like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. And finally, the Cartridge Club. At its core, the Cartridge Club is like a book club for gamers. Every month, you're invited to play along at your own pace, sharing your thoughts in the forums, and enjoying a wrap-up podcast with special guests selected from the community. It's a warm and welcoming place made up of content creators and gaming enthusiasts, and we want you to come and join in the fun. Head over to cartridgeclub.org to find out more. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Woo! Yeah. That's a, a, big that's a one. lot of sponsors. That's Maybe too big. Maybe too big? Maybe just podcast halftime. We have too many? Might be out of control. We okay. might be spiraling at this point. All right. What I like is some of them keep it entertaining. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many Thank you, Jigarba, for all the stuff. Yeah. He's got them all lined up. I don't know how many podcasts we're doing in December, but he's got them all lined up for I, December. I'm sorry to say that it's anti disestablishmentarianism. I totally goofed it. Yeah. And I. And I, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Yes. I don't know that third one. Yeah. Mm hmm. Intense. Yeah. I was also on the Cartridge Club talking about Perfect Dark, and it was a great, a great really? time. Yeah. Mm, that, that sounds recent? like a cool thing. It was very fun. It was neat to have people not into Perfect Dark. It was a fun oh. conversation to have people be like, I just played it, and yeah, I didn't like it. I'm like, ooh, uh, ooh. I did Man, Rapper the Rapper. I was, I was on that one okay. for Rapper the Rapper. They're just like, yeah. this sucks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, man. You got to yeah, believe. Yeah. But, if uh, you have opinions, you got to stand your ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because actually, it's it turns great. out to be a good podcast. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. We're introducing another new segment. Speaking of good podcast. <laughs> are we doing just is, are you playing a different podcast during this podcast 
No, no, no. This is this is this podcast. This is the good podcast. We're oh, having a good podcast right now. It's nice. another new segment. It's called Press Release Me. Now I'm going to read a press release from this week. If at any point any of the panelists need to back out, just say the words "release me." Once three panelists have said "release me," we will stop reading the press release. Question: <laughs> Yes. Do we have to say it like Brent Spiner from Independence Day? What? How does he say it? Release me. Oh, is that when like the alien when is he's up against the glass? Yeah. yeah. No, you don't have to say it oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. That's a bummer. You can also say, release me. Radiohead. Release me. <laughs> Where'd you park the car? Okay. Um, <laughs> Cut the kids in hell. <laughs> Cut the kids in hell. <laughs> Press release me is the name of the segment. Here we go. <laughs> With Super Mario cereal, Nintendo and Kellogg's have teamed up to take fans on a breakfast odyssey that will continue long after the cereal box is empty. In addition to collectible Super Mario Odyssey box art, each Super Mario cereal box functions as an amiibo accessory. Release me! (laughs) Making breakfast a more playful experience. I love that. This powered-up <laughs> partnership with Kellogg's is another exciting way for us to expand the Nintendo brand in unique and creative ways, says Tom Prada, Nintendo of America's Senior Vice President of Strategic Initiatives. We are always looking for new opportunities to bring smiles to people of all ages, and this is a fun way to kick off the day. The limited edition cereal box will begin hitting store shelves across the U.S. <laughs> as early as December 11th. These, those playing the Super Mario Odyssey game can tap the cereal box on the Nintendo Switch system like you would an Amiibo to receive gold coins or a heart in the game. Even the cereal itself has a Super Mario twist. <laughs> With colorful power-up marshmallows and a blast of mixed berry flavor in every box. (laughs) We are thrilled to pack so much fun into one box of cereal, said Brad Schwann, Senior Director of Morning Foods Marketing. All right, release me, I'm done. (laughs) The package adds value and excitement for fans with marshmallow shapes in the cereal inspired by Super Mario power-ups to tie the theme together. That segment did not go as I planned. Here's the deal. The voice was too good. Yeah. I had to keep you going. I love press releases. Yeah, I was also like, these guys are very jolly about this dumb series. The sad thing is, is I've, I read that already. I read that <laughs> whole thing. Really I love, my favorite is, quote, the Super Mario Odyssey game. Yes. Yeah. If you are playing the video game Nintendo yeah, just Super released Mario entitled Odyssey Super game. Mario Odyssey. I don't know. I, I lost it at Amiibo accessories. Oh, I, oh yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> I loved it. I wanted to hear more. <laughs> That's it. That was the end of the press It's release. also not fair because I could read it along with you, so oh, I knew okay. where it was going to stop. Oh, okay. So, you know, like, not too much longer. Okay, I'll hide it in the future. Hide it in the future. So it could potentially let's go on for hours. Like, where you don't... I need to not know, yeah. All right. Prepare, like, five like or six. Like, staple them together in a separate thing that's yeah. just multiple yeah. pages yeah, yeah, long yeah. and just kind of yeah. slowly flip to the next or do page. Or that, do that classic bit from old movies. They do it in Fifth Element, too, where it's like... And here we have the press releases. Yeah. And then it's just like a flip out of like 80 pages. Okay. I think you gotta, you classic, gotta, classic you gotta dig for some of those, like, like bad ones. Like, yeah, like gaming chairs. Yeah. You need a press release mm-hmm. on a gaming chair. From like a, with like kind of not well written. 
I mean, press release, I know it leaked. Press release for a Nintendo cereal where the box <laughs> acts as an amiibo is insane. It is insane. That's great. It's a, that is it's crazy. a new initiative, Kyle. We're excited to try new things. Mm-hmm. And we, for children of all ages. The fun will last long after you finish your cereal. <laughs> have tra- have you it. felt the Berry Blast flavor? <laughs> Ian, thank you for not being cynical. <laughs> thank you. I'm yeah. here for this. I yeah. don't know. I think it's cute. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You're right. It does make my brain just explode with the concept of other things as amiibo. Like I love, I yeah. love that. Like I love that. Like it, they, they re- revealed right away that they're like, you know, those other Toys to Life things that kind of have a format of what they do. Nah, we're nah. just gonna this weird lamp. That's an amiibo. Yeah. So, like yeah. when we got the Yoshi's, everybody fell in love with. It. I was like, yeah, but they're bigger. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, like it'd be so bizarre down the road. They're like amiibo sneakers, amiibo hat. Oh, yeah, man. You just take your switch and <laughs> smack it against your forehead. The gates are everything wide open now. VR, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love should have stuff in it. Amiibo yeah. contact lenses. Mm-hmm. I love the image of an adult man who, you know, just wanted some new cereal. Got the Mario Odyssey cereal because, he, you know, he likes Mario. Mm-hmm. Didn't think much of it. And then, like, on the fifth day, he <laughs> he's reading the box. <laughs> it, he's, he's like, oh, that's it. And then he looks in the box and he goes, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to say, holy shit. Reaches for his phone, calls his friend. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, have you seen this? This box is an amiibo, man. He's like, got the cereal in his he's mouth. Like, like, I just goals. got 999 like, moves. You're Jake, starting uh, over, buddy. He tries to go, he's like, pulls him in his boxes. <laughs> I have to tell the people. Ah, uh, Honey. The cereal's an amiibo! If you are concerned about game balance, you can only do it once a day, I believe. <laughs> also, it just gives you coins. Then the coins refresh when you leave an area. It's heart's like clutch, though. Heart can be clutch. Yeah, heart can be clutch. Imagine if you're doing one of the intense challenges, you just drop a heart doing in suddenly. Doing a gauntlet, you get a heart. Yeah. <laughs> Slam your yeah. giant cereal. Spill <laughs> 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 cereal everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is now time for love and respect. Love, Love and respect. respect. Whew. I have a serious concern that I have literal ants in my pants right now. <laughs> Woo! Do you want to check? When I was on the in the bathroom earlier, okay. When I was done, I I noticed that there were ants in on the toilet. Whoa! And I'm concerned that I might have an ant in my pants right now. We're getting into it. This is real. You're learning something about Ian. You're learning something about me. Yeah. Something about this garage. <laughs> I mean, I was going to stop you, Ian. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to check. Yeah, okay. we got time to check. We got no, time to fine. check. It's fine. It's fine. Just screams in the middle of a comment. It's an ant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an ant. Confirmed. <laughs> Answer my pants, dude. It's an ant. Okay. All right. Um. Please write in the comments if you think Ian has ants in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's burn these Add pants Bossman, later. <laughs> ants I, in your pants. I see the sentiment a lot. Let's do it. Let's dig into this one. We've been having too much of a good time. Let's have a serious question here. <laughs> oh boy. Sup, allies. Do you think we're slowly heading for a second video game crash? From the SNES days to today, the AAA industry has changed from project sizes of less than 20 people on a minimal budget to studios with more than 300 employees, development budgets in the tens and hundreds of millions, and massive marketing budgets, yet the price of games, if adjusted for inflation, has almost been cut in half. 
Despite AAA games being cheaper than they've ever been, the overwhelming majority of players consider them, consider them too expensive, and any form of additional monetization is met with rejection from the community, whether it is an acceptable system like Overwatch cosmetic-only loot boxes or predatory systems like in CSGO or Battlefront 2. The gaming community seems to push for cheaper and cheaper games with no additional monetization on top of the purchase price, yet seems to demand higher budget games every year. I can't help but think this is entire this is an entirely sustainable uh unsustainable. I can't I can't help but think this is entirely unsustainable and will lead to dramatic change in how the industry works down the road. How sorry, what would such a change look like? Is a retail price hike for AAA games unavoidable? How would the community react react to $80 plus games? Are smaller budget games going to make a comeback? What do you think the results and solutions are going to be? Nick, please. Are we headed for another crash? Is that about to happen? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I think there were so few companies at the time that all you needed were a couple companies to drop out back in the, the 70s for that to happen. Uh, or the beginning of the 80s, I think. Oh, you mean um, like Activision, Atari? Yeah, just a c- couple of those yep. dominoes fall and it's, yep. it's, it's, it's over and, and you know the uh, other people can't support that. And so I think that that is what led to that. I think it's... The, the, the industry is so broad at this point. There's so many things to fall back on um, that uh, I, I don't see a full crash happening that will affect absolutely everybody. Um, yeah, I don't think an Activision Blizzard is going to like you know be that in trouble uh, for something like this. It's just a question of I'm sure there uh, I'm sure companies are absolutely exploring every single financial option they have. I'm sure uh, bumping games up to seventy dollars or eighty dollars has definitely been on the table in a conversation that they've had. It's just imagine being in their position like who who pulls the trigger? Who's the first person that right. that budges and said yeah I'm going to make my game more expensive than any game well, yeah, currently on the market? And we talk about this frequently on the podcast because I'm always corrected for it. That's only a U.S. problem. Yeah. Everyone right. else has those prices hike up. Nobody and else all is different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody else is stuck at sixty. Where, where that's a weird thing that only the U.S. is all about for some reason. I would wonder if, I mean, like, as a thought experiment, let's just say that all these companies in America get together and have like these clandestine, weird, smoky meetings where they do determine the price and like fix them. Yeah. Uh, and I would wonder if the argument. I'm not an economist, so I don't really know. But like, I wonder if somebody in the room is like, well, if we set it at eighty fewer games will be sold on on the whole and will all make less money because people won't buy as many games in a year. Like, I could see that being an argument. Like, yeah. you make money... You would make more money on volume selling at a s- slightly lower price if it's not a loss. And many games you can spend $80 on if you want to. Right. That's that's the other way they do that. I think, I think that... I mean, the way capitalism is supposed to work is that if people stop buying a thing... The people making the thing should change the thing so that they try to trick people into buying it again. And if they don't, they lose. Like, that's how it works. And so I think that EA and everyone is just going to start finding better ways to trick you out of your money. Yeah, I agree with that. Ben, do you think we're about to crash? No, I I think you see this every time there's kind of uh, an incident that promotes the reaction that Battlefront 2 promoted. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just there's just a couple of things in that question that I that when I think it's like no I don't think that's true or he's like any attempt at differing monetization is met with an outcry and that's just that's just not true I mean like you look at you look at Blizzard and oh, like yeah. their entire philosophy with games is like games as a surface and they're making hand over fist with things like Hearthstone and Overwatch and yes you will see people complain about those things but the number of complaints versus 
the amount of people playing and engaging with those systems it gets completely disproportionate and you know look at League of Legends there are so there are so 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 yeah. many like free to play or games that have additional monetization that you're not hearing about at all that are making so much money. Yeah. Riot like, has one game and they like are the most successful game company on the planet. It's it's easy <laughs> I think to rally around the big examples, but there are so many things that you're just not thinking about. Like game monetization has changed, is changing. I think even Nintendo uh, changing just this year with uh, Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Warriors, and Animal Crossing, and have all of, having all of those. Uh, do so well. I mean, that's a huge shift. We know um, Ben meant heroes, everybody. Don't make that correction. What's that? You said Fire Emblem Warriors. And or they, Fire Emblem Heroes. They were, they were chomping at the I'm bits. Sorry. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's heroes. I just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, give them a break, all Give them a break. Warriors, give heroes, they're all the same name. Um, so, but Ben, the problem is, I guess, with those examples is we need to talk about AAA games. Is the AAA market dying? No. What? Because, like, wh- what? Legends what is an Overwatch? Are they not AAA? That's the thing is like, like what is the ev- yeah what is the evidence that the AAA market is dying? Um, the, the evidence would be studios that get shut down. I guess I guess because right. we'd we'd have to talk recently about uh, Visceral getting shut down. Mm-hmm. I, I think that as you say, like when something happens big in the news, we have to react to it. Yeah, and so yeah, Visceral getting shut down was a big blow to the single player games, the AAA games. Uh, it did I think raise a lot of concerns. Uh, I think that kind of stuff happens within giant corporations all the time, though, because it's not like EA was shut down. Right. It's a thing that EA owned. They just closed and moved personnel. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't want to, like, undersell. Like, clearly, that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. But, like, if Activision or EA folded, then it would be like, whoa, crash. But EA shuttering one of their boutique studios is like, that sucks, but that's like an EA business decision that they made. And I don't think it's like a herald of greater doom. Yeah, I think you can see, though, that EA publishes fewer games in a year. Activision definitely publishes fewer games than they did 10 years ago or but, even five. But, but that's because the monetization is changing. I mean, I think you can get away publishing fewer games if there are more ways to monetize on those games than mm-hmm. before, where if you were only, even just even not that long ago, where you're just buying the game in some periodic DLC, like... The way they're charging you for games is different, so of course the number of releases that you're going to see and the number of studios, like it's just it, it is changing. But I don't think that means AAA games are dying by any means. And I mean, maybe we've already seen that shift. Then, like, if they are all putting out fewer games, then it's already happened. Like, they're like, okay, sixty bucks. That means we can make money on ten games a year instead of twenty. You know? Yeah, it's already happened. I can think of a genre that died off but didn't die. MMOs. Uh, MMOs used to be announced all the time. You'd hear about fun new projects, and you'd hear about you know developers would announce something like even way before being ready to actually you know release it. And um, and uh, what if he's a little Disney character? He can be your friend. That was. Uh, uh, But uh, and so it's interesting now that like it's you know you've had lots of MMOs you know uh, fall by the wayside. You've had lots of MMOs like you were saying you know. um, that you don't necessarily hear about a lot, but are still up and running. Um, God, when did Lineage 2 die? God, Lineage 2 is just around mm-hmm. like forever. There's just a lot of those games on the periphery um, that they were running their models really well. They had they had they scaled up to uh, um, to produce you know to spend as much money as they needed to to you know sustain their audience. Um, but it just was I think was clearly an industry where they had big goals for the future, and it was just not practical to to be able to support that many giant. Uh, audiences and so you had yeah. you know these big names you know Warcraft and Final Fantasy and, and Star Wars and stuff like that kind of settle in is, is Lord of the Rings still around? 
Lord of the Rings Online? Yes. I believe Lord, Lord of the Rings still rocking? Yeah, I think so. I think Elder Scrolls Online is still around. Still, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still yeah. Going. And so you, you've seen those kind of settle into a, like a free-to-play model or kind of breaking breaking up the things that you can acquire in that game. You know, uh, there's not necessarily one big purchase you have to make. You can kind of like slowly kind of trickle into that game and experience, you know, content as you become more interested in it potentially. And so I, I think that's a good settling point. And I think that might be the worst that we'll see with the single player genre. Sure. Is that, yeah, it just slows down a little bit. But one thing that I haven't seen at all on social media is a single player developer. You know, I've seen a lot of people frustrated because the, the, the money that they would like to see is not being spent on these games. But I don't see themselves being discouraged with their, their favorite art form. You know, I don't see uh, people that are making current single player games being like, well, I'm done personally. Creatively, uh, you know, it, it's not rewarding for me to work on projects like this. If this is the kind of attention that they're given, they're like, I'm going to keep making these. I don't care. I, I believe in these types of games. These are my favorite types of games. I, I think they should exist. So if that sentiment started to turn, I'd be a little worried. That'd but- that'd be the, the people I would worry about more than the AAA is the, the kind of middle people. Because it's like I do think that this does create a space for those 15 and $20 games. But I think that it's harder maybe for those people to make a lot of money and continue that. Like um, who's the company who made Hellblade? Ninja Theory? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. Like, I would worry more about companies like that where they're in the middle ground of not being, like, two people making a sick indie game by themselves, but, like, a studio of 20 or 30 people. So actually, that has actual costs. Yeah, we talked about uh, Ninja Theory last week. They, they broke even quickly. They made a That's ton good. of money off yeah. Hellblade. Yeah, but good. they're an anomaly. You know, right. there are very few who pulled off what they have. Yes. So, yeah. Um, there is something that I, I want to say in regards to pure AAA gaming, and I think why it's so hard for me to answer this question is because the line between AAA and other things gets blurred for me. Like, it it doesn't really matter to me as long as, like, good games are being released and we're seeing that in high volume. But I think if you think about, like, the biggest, highest-profile games, I think what you're seeing is that there are series that have been around now for 10 years, if not more than 10 years, that were really super identified with the last generation. And I think those companies were trying to keep the tails on those series going on as long as they possibly could. And the, the, the momentum for those games has ended. And you need to make new, big, high-profile franchises. You need to Anthem. invest in new... Right. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, if Anthem bombs, that's... Yeah. Right. And I think that is super, super hard. To yeah. make something that has the recognition or impact of, like, an Assassin's Creed or Gears of War. That doesn't just happen. In fact, you're probably going to have a lot of failures before you have a success at that level. And so I think in terms of AAA franchises, they're just trying to figure it out right now, and it will happen. You will have that thing that catches fire. I think, in a way, Destiny is kind of like that um, for this generation. And you'll, you'll see more of that. We're not... I don't believe that we're done with that. It'll just take some time. Like, building up to that level... Uh, is not easy. That that is an interesting point, and I think kind of goes along with the spirit of the question too. Is like because it does feel like we're in a doldrum kind of a deal with new IPs like that, right. successful new IPs, and I could see how that would translate into worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think it's just gonna take a minute. Yeah. Hopefully, Anthem hits and does well. You know, if it doesn't, they'll try something else. Yeah. But what I think is hard is I think these new series that they they want to like i think a lot of people are trying to chase destiny and i think Mm -hmm. things like battlefront 2 and even destiny itself they've they've kind of generated some skepticism about how they're monetized and so i think there's even more of an uphill battle than there already is with establishing a new ip of like putting in 
this monetization in a way that makes sense and doesn't scare people immediately. And so. it's hard, too, because... Yeah, because a lot of these games... Destiny, I don't think, could... I mean, I, again, I don't know the pricing and whatever, but 60 bucks getting everything in Destiny would be tough because mm-hmm. that's an expensive game to create and maintain. And so selling little cosmetic things and then selling $20 expansions every few months is a model. Um, and that one's kind of in- intense because I feel like you almost, to stay up on Destiny, like if you want to continue playing Destiny, you have to buy the expansions right. pretty much. Uh and I, I do wonder if there's another model because, yeah, like MMOs, people don't really like paying monthly uh, unless you found some new way to monetize that. I wonder if there is some kind of new but it, philosophy that's somewhere between a monthly charge and cosmetic-only microtransactions that people would actually like. But it's kind of a self-inflicted ru- ru- wound, right? Because like with Destiny, like you've got Anthony, An- Anthem coming out, and it's like, right. well, I'm really committed to Destiny. I've put in all this time. I have like all my, all my friends are on there, right. and I've got all this gear. Like, Do I really want to go through the effort of doing that again? And I think that's a lot harder than if you just have a single-player game. Right. It's, just, it's actually the same thing with me and Hearthstone, where I'm enjoying Hearthstone, and I, like, I think about getting really into Gwent, or I think about getting more into the Elder Scrolls uh, Legend. Legends. And it's like, well, do, do I really want to go through all of this again? Like, I'm yeah. kind of invested in this ecosystem. Right, right. And so, like, I think that makes the pool a lot smaller but the rewards a lot bigger for the people who can make it stick. Yeah. Do you know what I find actually kind of encouraging? And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Is uh, Assassin's Creed selling well this year? Mm-hmm. Origins, there's, yeah. There's a single player game right there. It shows that a game that we all dumped on, a franchise we all dumped on, still has it. People yeah. are still interested in it if they make a good game. Yeah. If they're just willing to make a good game, that there's no raw deal in it. You know, it's not like it's not a raw deal game. You just you pay your sixty dollars and you get a full on game. There'll be DLC and stuff though, right? Story DLC. Yeah. Yeah. For money. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's not it's not right. nasty. You know what I mean? Right. No, nobody feels cheated. They add free DLC to it, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I think that there's still encouraging stuff out there. I'm I'm happy for us. Oh, you know what encourages me? What do you? What encourages you? Spider Man. Ah. Oh. Sony getting behind it, yeah. and you know, an IP that we're just so ready for a reboot with this new gen, you know, creating their whole new design with characters, having a team that is so enthusiastic about it. It's just, I'm just, it just sounds great on every front. It just sounds like you know what what you would hope they would handle with these other things. Yeah. Like Spider Man to me is the anti Star Wars visceral game. Right. You know, it's the complete other end of that spectrum. You know, it's like tons of support, tons of freedom, creative freedom to yes, make your own characters, make this its own thing. Yeah. This is not going to screw up the MCU. Because it's not. We're not going to put a ton of pressure on you because you got to make Star Wars happen this year. Oh no, just make another Spider Man thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I hear you, Jones. Feels good. Again, they have a a nice uh, cushion there. Yeah. We know it has to make money. We know that. We know that. We know that. But. Sony has to make less money off of that game than Ubisoft has to make with Active or with, uh, with uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's a crazy. Again, I don't think this is true, but like going back to our clandestine smoky room meeting of like the weird top minds. You I'm know? not convinced it doesn't happen. I mean, who knows? But like, there's only like six big what studios. You know, this 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 is a huge conspiracy theory yeah. thing that I just thought of. But like, what if these companies say like. They go, all right, EA, it's your turn. Make the microtransactions in Battlefront so egregious, so terrible, so that we can push stuff that would normally be considered awful and people will think it's great. And then it's just a slow march toward insane, terrible microtransactions. 
because we keep getting so pissed at this crazy mm-hmm. thing that they sneak in things that are just not yeah, as bad, and we love them for it. Square Enix, Activision, they just circle, they just spin a cigar. Right. And yeah. whoever has the smoking end of the cigar is like, oh. And then, and then Ubisoft's like, I can't do it. We made that We made the terrible glitchy monster last year. The cigar's year. the cigar. Ah, make EA do bad microtransactions. <laughs> we did the glitches last year for Assassin's Creed. We got to do a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if it does work like that? It doesn't, but that's fun to it'd believe. Be, it'd be crazy. Yeah. It's a good show idea. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, like the, the order? Meeting? Just the yeah. smoky room. <laughs> the order. You can the, barely even the see the people talking. The trilateral commission or whatever they call it. Uh, let's play a game. Hi, allies. Let's play a little game called Marvelous Marketing or Atrocious Advertisement. <laughs> I will present to you a system and a slogan that accompanied it. The panel must then deliberate and agree on if, in hindsight, the slogan was either a use of marvelous marketing or was it an atrocious advertisement. <laughs> Super Nintendo, play it loud. Marvelous marketing. Do I back it up or do I just say those I want to hear more opinions. Throw them out. What's going on, panel? Why are if we... I recall, that was... Oh, when was that? That was like early 90s? Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. And that felt right for the time. Because sure. it was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was neon. Yes. It had a lot of shapes. Yes. And you were very there for and that. And it's not play it loudly. No. Play it loud. Yeah. yeah. This is Super Nintendo? Yeah. Super oh, that Nintendo. sound chip was so hot. So, yeah. Yep. Marvelous marketing. I was there for that. Yeah. Ben, you don't seem willing to give this marvel- marvelous marketing. What's going on? I just don't think that in and of itself is all that exciting or creative or play it loud. Castlevania 4 like you play talk it about loud. it you talk about it fitting the like the theme of that era and I feel like it fits the the 90s in the most basic no effort way like, but it's not about the Super Nintendo is what you mean I'm just saying like you put Super Mario World in front of any slogan and like 99% of your work is done for you like I don't I don't think it's great I don't think it's atrocious I don't think it's atrocious advertisement but I don't you think it's like, pick one. I don't think it's marvelous so I guess I'll go atrocious atrocious advertisement <laughs> okay Nintendo 64, get in or get out. Mm. Atrocious advertising. Atrocious yeah, advertising. Atrocious advertising. Yeah, I gotta agree with it. That was that was here. the end of that era. <laughs> it feels othering. Yeah, you don't want that. It's aggressive. It doesn't fit with Nintendo's kind of jolly, it, inclusive it, vibe. It feels like it's not confident in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get in or get out. Yeah. All right. It's gross. Bye. Nintendo DS. Touching is good. Atrocious. <laughs> it's pretty atrocious. Yeah. It's pretty atrocious. Yeah. It could have been so many things. Yeah. That would have been okay. You could have ended that touching is in anything. You know what that you... is? Touching is good is what? Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't no, say I it. didn't say yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly you're thinking, you're thinking it. Exactly what? what? It, it makes me uncomfortable when, te- when Nintendo <laughs> no, tries to use yeah. sex. It's the screen. Yeah, you're we're dirty. Talking about no, the you're screen. dirty. Yeah. yeah. No, that is, that is atrocious. Like, yeah, that's slam atrocious. the gavel down. Yeah. <laughs> atrocious. We would like to play. Marvelous. 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 Even though I totally did not understand what they were saying. That's one of the best. Years. You don't remember that? Yeah, that is, that is like you corrected me on great. that? We would like to I play. I thought they were saying, would you like to play? No, we, we would like, we to, would play. like to play. That's right. insane, Jones. It's not insane to me that they knock on your door and ask you a question. 
that they are they are politely saying, "Hi, we brought a thing. Would you like that?" That's not how that, that's not the intonation. Does, does a salesman come up to your door and go, "I like calendars"? It ends with a period. No, they say, "Would you like to buy something? Would What's you your, like to buy this? Would you like to buy some magazines?" But the name of the thing is we. What you're positing here is John. I understand is that they it say, now. Would you like to play? I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the incorrect <laughs> slogan. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm not stupid for thinking what I thought. I have to disagree. <laughs> I have to disagree. Would you like to play? Yeah. With the period at the end. With the bat. Like, it's like, would you like to ask the question? They're like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I think it's marvelous. It's oh, marvelous. That, that was one yeah, of the greatest ads of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about the sequel? How you will play next? No. Nintendo Wii no. U. What? <laughs> that, no. That is, that is reeks of, hey, what did we do last time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> what is it? That sucks. That is. Oh, my God. They're bad like, name, what bad advertising. Would you like to play? What, it was, would you like what, to play? again? How you will play next. Although, that's not even, that's even although isn't that really indicative of the, the Wii U, though? Yes, it is. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. and then they'll buy this. <laughs> like, it is good advertising. Lesson learned. Oh, oh my God. That, that's like below atrocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atrocious, yeah. Life is short. Play, play more. Oh, play more. Microsoft Xbox. That's the original. That's good. Yeah, yeah I think it's that's good. good. Thumbs up. Feels yeah. good. Yeah, my sentiment. It's not like amazing. I don't like being between these two extremes. I, I, I read it good. wrong. It's not play more. It's like life is short. Play more. Yeah. 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 I kind of like that. Actually. I think yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jump in. I. That's the Xbox 360. That's Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like that. I do. That's playful. It's fun. I like that. I like that. Jump in. It's quick. Yes. Keeping it that short. You get it. HD. I remember it. Online, remember the, jump yes. in. Yes. Jump in. Yes. I the water's fine. Jump in. Yeah. I remember yeah. the font. Yeah. Yep. I think that's marvelous. It's good. You are the controller. That is a truth. That's Microsoft <laughs> Connect. That's the Connect. <laughs> Isn't that right, though? Isn't that kind of... It's a good way to sell a terrible product. <laughs> no, I think the thing with it, I think the reason why it's atrocious is, like, it just, it doesn't... It's not creative enough. There's no art to it. It's like, well, what is it? I, I guess you're a controller. You are the controller. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just... It's how you would explain it to, like, a grandparent or a, a relative right. who's never played a video game. And you're right. like, well, you could play this. You're, you are the controller. It's, yeah. it's missing kind of, like, the majesty of the thing. It kind of yeah. just... Like, you, you're the controller. Like, it also just, describes the worst Kinect games in yeah, which I, they yeah. were like, uh, so we want to adapt, like, Mass Effect to connect? How do we do oh, What if you're building the weapons? Right, like, yeah, right, right. the best ones where you're like, I'm not a controller, I'm a human being. I'm actually, like, waving at people or moving objects or something. Or just using my or voice. casting spells yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They, they had a lot of potential with that one. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jones, what are the best connect games? Uh, Disneyland Adventures. They're all now available. That's why you said waving at people. Uh... <laughs> No, because it's like, well, no, no, it's like I, the good ones where I'm waving at for, people. For uh, uh, what was Molyneux was a little kid? What was the, it wasn't that Milo? the one that they waved. And they're like, everybody oh. reaches out when he throws something to you. Yeah. Look at that. Isn't that interesting psychologically? You know, the actual like, I'm interacting with the human. They can see what I'm doing and react to my movement. Yeah. It was all a lie. It was. It was most of it. It was all a lie. Live in your world. Play, Play in ours. ours. That's a good one. I think that is, that's marvelous. Goddamn marvelous. What's it for? Yeah. That's PlayStation 2. PlayStation oh, okay. 2. Yeah. Oh, you like Fun. that? I okay. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Man, PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. PlayStation 2. That thing is still the future. That <laughs> yeah, thing is dude. still futuristic. Yeah, it's going to come back around. DVD. I, oh, oh, I think that might be the best one that you've read so far. Uh, Well, Ben, how about this? PSP. Hells yeah. <laughs> Atrocious. <laughs> No. Hells yeah! yeah. I, think, I think sometimes yeah. you can be so bad that it's marvelous. <laughs> no. Like, 
For real? Yeah, is that, that, is oh, that for I real? never saw that in print. I, I never saw that on a commercial. Yeah, I need to. Yeah. I need to look this up. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that. Oh, prove it ticket. Let's do it. Let's yeah, prove it ticket. PSP hells yeah. I got my let's, phone. Let's I, see if that's real. Oh, PSP. Oh, PSP. PSP. Hell's yeah. Because it's a period. It's not a colon. PSP. Oh, there's a whole commercial. Okay. Hell's yeah. We're watching this live. Oh, I remember the squirrels. Yeah, I do too. The squirrels are great. Squirrels are marvelous marketing. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, this is like appropriation, guy. Oh, squirrel please is bad. Nope, no, nope. bad. Nope, nope. Wow. There it is. No, never mind. There's oh, no redemption that is there. A that is burn it, burn it to the ground. <laughs> oh, Light it on fire. Baby. You know what's so funny is when I first saw the squirrels, I'm like, oh, I liked these. Yeah, but you didn't, <laughs> you, you didn't remember that they said things like that. <laughs> yeah. when was, was that early 2000s? That yeah. feels yeah. very early to like <laughs> yeah. commercials always all ended with that, that guy's voice going like hells yeah. yeah hells yeah like that kind of like yeah oh I'm so glad we're past that era oh yeah, yeah. Carl's Jr. <laughs> burgers oh. and <Coke. laughs> like, they kind of did that now like they, that, what that evolved to was not the whole commercial was like that it was like at the end it was at the end like yeah. you'd have a lot of excited people be like I'm really excited about this product and yeah. then it would like smash cut to the secretary he's like you guys are so Stupid. So it's like we can have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. We can yeah. do something stupid, but mm-hmm. call it stupid. Everyone wins. Like, no, yeah. you just look stupid. Hanes cotton undershirt. <laughs> do you have a pen? They're so I don't. Soft. Okay. I, I just need you to like cross it off. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. That's atrocious. It only does everything. I remember that. It's PlayStation yeah, 3. No, that's bad. No, no. It's not great. Yeah, that's not. I mean,. It like, doesn't make me breakfast. It doesn't Xerox. Yeah. Know, my 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 thesis. They <laughs> it did, know. It didn't have good games for like a year know. and a half. They, like think about living your world, playing ours. It's like okay, yeah, we're here yes. to play games. It's Boom. gonna be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you're like everything, man. Like you're not special anymore. You've, yeah. you've ruined it. You've taken it. No, off. You got to smirk at the end of that too. How do you say that? And not smirk. It only yeah. does. Everything. I mean, that was the, well, that was the problem with the PS3. So this, but this was Kevin Butler era when it, they switched to only does everything. And Kevin so I think Butler I, was marvelous. So I associate it with his bravado. You know mm. what I mean? Like it only does everything. It's like, well, come on, man. It's like, nah. I'm but saying it. Outside of him, it doesn't really. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Yeah. 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 On a piece of paper in a podcast. I think years Butler later, could pull off a lot of weird slogans, but it doesn't make him good. I think we all know this one. Greatness awaits. Sure. It's good. It's good. That's PlayStation 4. Yeah, the commercials were fun. They were marvelous. big and crazy and Very lots of special epic, effects. Yeah. And uh, it's good. Yeah, marvelous. Last sure. one. Feel true power. That, that's not great. <laughs> feel. Oh, that's the, the One that's X, the right? That's the Xbox power. One X. Yeah. It feels very dated. It does. It feels yeah, it like an early 2000s, late 90s. No, that could be in a 90s yeah. PC, yeah, Mac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically yeah. Play It Loud again. That it, yeah. 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 That, Which is funny is because I love Play It Loud and I don't like Feel the Power or whatever the hell it is. Don't yeah. like Play It Loud. Feel True feel Power. True Power. Well, Play yeah. It Loud seems like a lifestyle choice. Right. It's like you might be playing that album loud. You might be right. loud yourself. Also, Let's all like get loud together. Whereas, whereas Feel loud. True Power seems like I don't know what you were doing yesterday, but no. that did not even come close to True Power. Girl. You need to get up in our business Hells to yeah. understand what True Power is. Yeah, I think I'm okay. PSP. Uh, love and respect. <laughs> you Hells nailed yeah. that. That, that was very good. good. Hell's yeah is my Thumb new blister. tagline Hells at yeah. the end of the show. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Thank you for that one. Let's do one more. 
Uh, because it's goatee season, I love this stuff. Uh, we won't we won't have to dwell on it for too long. But Got this a big is edit. interesting. Uh, yeah, sorry, Ian. Uh, <laughs> this is like an observation I didn't make about uh, what the goatees are looking like this year. Uh, Samuel Cardwell writes in. Oh, hey. What ho, allies? <laughs> I was thinking. This one. Hells yeah. As Hells one yeah. does about this year's goatee contenders, when I noticed something odd, very few of the obvious contenders are on PC. Zelda and Mario are Switch exclusives. Persona 5, Horizon, and Yakuza are PS4 exclusive. We PC folks have still got some good stuff. Divinity, Divinity. Edith Finch, Night in the Woods, Prey, Resident Evil 7, Evil Within 2, Wolfenstein 2, and, of course, PUBG. But it does feel like console exclusives have had a bumper year. For what it's worth, Night in the Woods was my favorite game of the year. Great picks. Do you think there's any reason or pattern behind this? Will next year see the PC strike back? Does developing for just one platform give a game an edge? All five Game Awards nominees are platform exclusive, as is Divinity, which I nominate over PUBG. So I didn't realize that that each of the five nominees in the Game Awards for Game of the Year are exclusive or exclusives to some platforms. Hmm. That not wow. any of the games in that Game of the Year group, even if you expand it and allow Divinity in, if you allow Near Automata in, uh, we're still having the same observation that. These games are at least uh, not on one, not on the Xbox. I guess we is what it, exclusively not on Xbox. It's, it's <laughs> that exclusively not on Xbox. Uh, so we're there. So I wonder if that's does it give a game an advantage? I because I got a theory, and we're going back to what John said about Spider Man. Games have more cushion to be good if they have some money from exclusivity. Right. Yeah. I mean. Sony and Microsoft are paying. Yeah. Right. And Nintendo is making them themselves. Mm -hmm. If you're going to make something that you can only get on your platform to drive sales, why wouldn't you throw all of the support, all of the effort, all of the marketing behind that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you need system sellers. PC, like my thing with PC has always kind of just been like, you'll get really great versions of everything that can, that are multiple, like that aren't exclusive. Mm -hmm. You'll get the best version of that because you can have the best graphics and everything. You'll get really high quality stuff, a whole bunch of indies. You're basically always pretty great all the time. Yeah. But there isn't that pressure to sell a box because you built that box yourself. Whereas, yeah, you got to sell a PS4 or a Switch. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, like, Divinity 2 is PC exclusive, I would say. For now, it's coming to console, isn't it? Right. By nature. Right. I, I would say, like, just that team could only make the PC version right now. That's kind of the budget they have, and that's what they put out. And so that's a really interesting exclusive to me as well, in that just, like, PC was the right platform for that game. And it is interesting to see it in Goatee Conversations. It is, it is I think, up there, and deservedly so. Um, will next year be, like, the same? Will we only see smaller PC games? I, and I know it's not fair to call PUBG a smaller game, but it's a smaller budget game, I guess. Mm. Um, do do we expect that to continue in terms of game awards representation? Strictly the game awards or all sorry, goatee goatee representation. Yeah. Well, you think about how this stuff is presented to us and it's not a coincidence, right? Like we have to accept that a lot of our perception of this industry is, is based on how it's structured. And you think about something like E3 PC games have a strong presence at E3, and there is a PC show, but it doesn't really have a central voice. Like, Sony is associated with the PlayStation. They have this big conference. It's this easily identifiable brand. Same thing with Microsoft, same thing with Nintendo. Those, we're, we're being told through a very tight tunnel 
this is exciting, this is what you need to look forward to. The tunnel for PC is a lot bigger. It's a lot wider. It's coming from all different directions. Yeah. And I think absolutely when you are making an awards show, the buildup from that year is going to be reflected at the end of the year based on how that's presented. It doesn't mean that PC is doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that <clears throat> like they should adopt a different philosophy. It's just I think that that's the way it is. Like In a lot of ways, I think end-of-the-year award shows are kind of like part twos of E3 in a way. Like I, I think you can make that argument. Sure. Jones, you're smiling at that. The Act 3, I like that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't have a lot of interesting things to say. I actually, uh, uh, I, I don't think it's a, a coincidence, but uh, I don't want to read too much into that. The one, the one thing that did jump into my mind is that the three to four year mark of any console gen is always just kick ass. Like it, it's always like we finally hit, you know, that right. like Uncharted 2, Mass yeah. Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, and I think we're just in that year right now. And mm-hmm. PC doesn't PC is just the same thing every doesn't year. Like I mean, obviously it has ups and downs, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. have uh, d- does not have the same tracks of momentum that the console sales. do. Let's do an exercise then real quick. Ian, I feel pretty confident about locking in four out of five game of year game of the year nominees right now. Mm-hmm. For, for for 2019. Easy allies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. For 2018. For 2018. Oh, for the end of 2018. Yeah. Okay. For the end of 2018. Oh. Oh. Ready? Yeah. Spider Man's gonna be there. Yeah. God of War is gonna be there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Red Dead Redemption is of, going to be there. Of course. Uh. Nintendo's game is gonna be there. Not <laughs> sure what that is. I'm not sure what that is. We'll have a Nintendo entry there. I think you could lock those in now. Right. Mm. Spider Man could. Spider Man. Something could, could happen. I could see. I mean, it being like an eight. Something weird could happen with Spider-Man's world. There could be, I don't know. God of War, know. likewise. God of War, yeah. God of War is not any less like God of War is a lot. But that's, that's the thing, the that's the thing about, about PC is PUBG wasn't a thing until it was. Yes. Right. You know? Right. And that's it's, what it's I just right. a different, it's just a, it's a totally different system. But this is what Cardwell's talking about. Yeah. Sorry, Samuel. I should call you Sam or Samuel. Um, this is what you're talking about is uh, basically the budget is an advantage. The console exclusivity is an advantage. And yeah. I really think that even if it's not our goaties, those will be goatee locks. You can almost... Goatee locks and three bears? Is that something? Is that something? Goatee locks? Goatee locks. Um, uh, <laughs> locks. Uh, but I think they're locked because they have that budget. Because it's rare for a game like PUBG to come from nowhere to, to the huge success it is now. But uh, I think I think it's like it'd be foolish to say those well, games won't show up again. Here's the thing. They're like, propo- they're- console, like we've said, console games are like big tentpole blockbuster things Mm -hmm. but pc games like PUBG, like hearthstone like overwatch can become these phenomena yes that like become an entity on their own and get huge by that like we gave hearthstone game of the year one year yeah and if you look at i mean we didn't give it game of the year but a lot of places gave overwatch Overwatch, yeah which yes i understand also came out on consoles but Still, in a lot of ways, a very PC-focused right. game, and I think I think it's easy to do that. I think it's easy to to look at something and, and jump on that trend. But I think even the fact that Divinity is getting an RPG of the Year nomination at the Game Awards, this Kickstarter game, mm-hmm. yeah. like I think that's a huge deal. I yeah. don't think it's written in stone. Like I wouldn't be surprised if next year we were fighting for Pillars of Eternity too in in our Game of the Year nominations. Like I don't, I don't think. While there might be a focus on consoles, I don't, I, I don't, I do think that if a PC game is truly incredible, I honestly believe it'll get the recognition it deserves. Yeah, I believe that. I think it has a harder struggle. I think it has a harder way up. I mean, 
I think there are more consoles than there are P- hardcore PC gaming PCs in the but world. I, I also oh, think it's, this gets complicated. This I don't is know. That, I don't know. But the, like, like when you look compared to like all the people are playing League and right. CS:GO, and I think that more has to do more with genre than it does with, uh, yeah, than it does with platform. Mm-hmm. Like, take something like I'm not saying that this necessarily deserved it, but take a look at something like Civilization Six. I think it has less to do with that it was a PC exclusive and more that it was a turn-based strategy game right. than anything else when it came, comes to award season. And I think you have that a lot with PC where you have these genres on PC that aren't really being served on consoles and because of the genre that they're choosing to push in, it's not getting as much recognition, not just in something like the Game Awards, but all around. Like, well, like why why is, like, a racing game almost never Game of the Year? Yes. Almost It's a never. genre thing. It's right. a genre thing. I think yeah. it's a genre thing. Well, yes. because PC historically has been more niche, like, because you have kinds of games that just work on PC better than on console, and due to their nature, because consoles are less expensive... You're trying to sell them to as many people as possible. You want your system sellers to have mass appeal, to be widely acceptable. Whereas PC games, the great ones, like Divinity 2, it's awesome. Not a mainstream game. Right. right. Like not, Divinity, All the Zelda people aren't playing Divinity 2. Yeah. Is Divinity not a Game of the Year nomination because it's on PC or because it's like a classic Divinity style two. computer right. role-playing game? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's that. I think it's the second one. Yeah. yeah. And and like, yeah, it's like greatest common denominator gets more attention, gets more awards. Right. Like something could be the greatest thing in the universe. And if only six people played it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's a fair point too. I, and I, and I want to finish with, I think it is getting better. I think they're, I, I'm I'm feeling good about locking in Goaty nominees right now, but I think it's still better than it used to be. In which you could look at it like, oh, that game will get nominated for sure. There's nothing you can do about it. Where like, I don't know, like Destiny Two, I don't think will win a lot of Goaties this year. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it will I don't either. think so. Either. You know, and I, and I think like a lot of other years, you could have said a game like Destiny Two is an easy lock. I feel like whatever we choose for game of the year, it's gonna be wrong. <laughs> Like this year? Yeah, I just I I honestly believe that. Like I it's just it's too well, hard it's, to pick one. If I mean, it's not a right answer kind of thing. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. I know. I I guess a better way to say that, a more accurate way to describe my feelings is: no matter what we pick, I will feel an immense sense of guilt. Whoa. Not that it was wrong, mm-hmm. but just like things are deserving an equal measure. How about we just Lock give the it guilt. to both Mario and Zelda and call it? That'd be the weakest. Oh, I would hate us. I would hate it. I would hate us. I would hate, I would hate yeah, us. Please weak. nobody do that. Yeah. Oh, I'd hate anyone it's who does that. It's a tie. That. Yeah. It's been a great year for Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Game of the year is the Switch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Game of the year yeah. is the Switch. No, movie. don't do that. When you also include Mario Kart 8, it's just like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jones, you had something. <laughs> Oh no, I'm done. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. That, was done. that was a great bit then. And you've also I got, had something and it's got. <laughs> great. You've also got quirky titles like Splatoon and Arms. <laughs> yeah. And like, Shovel Knight. Oh, and it's that. full package. Don't write that article. You can play it on the go. Yeah, all right. That's good. Uh, Hells yeah. I know I know <laughs> game of the years don't matter. I love talking about them. I yeah, love talking they about matter. Yeah. They I, don't. They matter. <laughs> They're huge marketing pieces. I think <laughs> this is that's They're how this business operates, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. It's clickable. At the end of the year, we must choose a winner. Right. It's clickable. But what? it doesn't matter. Yeah. But right. you care a lot. Yeah. Nothing matters. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's clickable. It's crazy. It's clickable. It's Look, sticky. It's clickable. Speaking of sticky, we got re- to end the podcast with our new segment, War Wars. Now, a couple of things I, I got to set up straight. 
uh, Or Wars is simply the temporary replacement for bets. Right, because the red whatever's won. The red eagles. The red whatever's caca. The red whatever's. The red eagles have the cuckoo. (laughs) The red eagles had such a point advantage over the purple platypi. That uh, uh, the purple platypi cannot possibly catch up. And so I've been trying to replace it. Uh, we started with Aura Wars last week, which I think was a segment that had a lot of potential. Uh, do y'all know Nadia H. Young? L.A. Times, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, L.A. Times. Harsh but fair. Yeah. She trashed on Aura Wars. Eviscerated it? Yeah, eviscerated it. Just said it needs to be snappier. So I want to try a snappy version of Aura Wars this week. She also really didn't like the intro. She said it was derivative. Sorry, of hold Aura on. Wars or of the whole... Of Aura Wars. The intro of Aura Wars... If you don't know Nadia, she she does podcast reviews for the LA Times. Yeah. Uh, performance of this segment title was derivative of the already pointless Rank the Significance. Wow. Yeah. I so, like Rank the Significance. Right, yeah. right, right. But uh, just the performance of the segment title was like basically the same. Oh. And so I'm really trying to try to like put something into the intro for Or Wars. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And now it's time for Or Wars. <laughs> Now, Orwars is a segment in which each of the panelists uh, must choose between this or that, blank or blank. And we gotta be snappy. So Nadia's happy, ready? Right. Ian, you'll go first on this one, Ben, you'll go first on the second one, Jones, you'll go third on the last. So wait, question. Yes. Does someone win this? Someone wins this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The yeah. best opinions win. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Not clear on what I'm meant to do. You got to pick one. Give me your opinion why. And back it up. Yep. But snappily. Yes. Okay. Back it up snappy. Back it up snappy. Mega Man 3 or Mega Man X3? Mega Man X3 because it sounds like they went crazy places with the story. Okay. I don't know anything about either of those games. <laughs> yeah, that was apparent. <laughs> ben, why'd you give me that one? <laughs> well, we got it. You all got three. All got three. All right. So, Ben, Mega Man three or Mega Man X three? Oh. Mega Man three. I haven't played X three, and I really like Mega Man three. M- Mega right. Man three. It's a classic. Classic. No, I'm gonna make you it's go more again. Classic. Because Bigger it's classic. a classic is my least favorite defense for anything. Movies, books, video games. You're sticking by it. It's more Some classic. classic. Oh, it's more classic. <laughs> Go. Knowing how little I know about both games, I'm yeah. going to go with the older one. You got to see it, dude. It's a classic. Oh, <laughs> when people say that for a movie, man, I'm like, no, no I'm never going to see it. I'm never going to see your classic. And I'll be just as culturally relevant as you are. What? Can I change it? Yeah. Oh. Mega Man 3 because it introduced the slide. Yes. Oh. Correct. Points. Uh, ben. <laughs> Damn it. Loot boxes or digital card packs? <laughs> <clears throat> Digital card packs. Because with loot boxes, they can turn that into anything. They can make that disgusting to fit any mold. With card packs, it's a card game. You know what you're getting into. (laughs) Brandon Jones, loot boxes or digital card packs? Digital card packs, because it reminds me of opening Dodger cards as a kid. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) I would say digital card packs as well, because uh, they have more utility. They're usable more frequently than, than loot boxes. Okay. I spoke incorrectly. I guess you could have digital card Ooh, packs. you should not do that in Or Wars. Doubling back. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't, two in a row I don't now. give, I don't <laughs> give a damn. He's back twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, he's doubled back twice. Whoa. I have. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You gotta say my piece, man. 
or wars. <laughs> Brandon Jones. Woo! I'm ready. Ready? Lanky Kong or Bubsy? Oh, God. Bubsy. Actually played a lot of Bubsy back in the day on the Super Nintendo. Didn't, non-ironically, didn't find anything wrong with it. <laughs> Love that game. Ian Hick. Lanky, Lanky Kong or Bubsy? Lanky Kong, because I think that's the answer you're looking for. Ben Moore, Lanky Kong or Bubsy? Uh, Lanky Kong, because the sections that you play as Lanky Kong are better than any Bubsy game in any capacity. Wow. Lanky Kong, 64. Okay, let me tabulate this. This is hard. This is legitimately hard. Uh, ben, you shouldn't have gone back on the second one. Oh. Brandon Jones wins. Oh! oh! Despite it's a classic, my least favorite argument, you won somehow. I don't I don't believe you. I don't think that was a genuine evaluation. That was it. I <laughs> put, I did the math. No, I did the you math. Didn't. I did the math. What's the math? You did. What's the math? What's the math? Why? Do people <laughs> this is why trust this is math? why LA Times doesn't like Horror Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you can see right through it. It's I can I can tell you Nadia's review next week. Arbitrary. Look, the no, scoring is arbitrary. What's arbitrary is saying I, I picked this one because that's the one I think you want. That's an automatic DQ. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Either of those things. Did you make something that. up? Did you make something up? Make it up. He's yeah. tall. He's yeah. lanky. And Ben, I, like, you nailed it with the slide on Mega Man Three. You were he had a huge advantage. However. Going back on a thing and apologizing—that's a cardinal, cardinal sin in Or Wars. Even you know worse than saying you know it's what? a classic. Huh. You know what? It's fine. We'll take it as a learning experience. <laughs> Can't wait to come back to Or Wars. All right, <laughs> Nadia. It's a good segment. Prep it. It makes Prep sense. It. It's a good segment. We have. <laughs> makes I'm sense. coming back. No doubling back next time. <laughs> this is Ben. Try to play to you. Or Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's unexpected. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Uh, let's let's promote our Patreon. Let's promote patreon.com slash easy allies because that is how the easy allies exists. That is what the easy allies is. Uh, so often I get comments on how we are a bad YouTube channel. You're right. <laughs> We're, we're a bad trying. YouTube channel. We're we're a Patreon. We that we're is our Patreon. that is our business. Uh, uh, we are uh, obviously we can do better on YouTube. That's right. We deserve those comments. But YouTube doesn't make you money anymore. Adpocalypse. Uh, Adpocalypse. Yeah. Hashtag Adpocalypse. No, no, no reason to try there. Um, but so that's what we're committed to, and that's what we we uh, give our attention to making good. Uh, we we foster a community on Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. So check that out. See see how uh, we can support you. See how you can support us. And uh, that is how people see this podcast early and receive this podcast early in their own RSS feeds. People who are $5 and up a month patrons uh, get this podcast on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. Uh, and uh, they also can submit to Love and Respect. That is where I get those submissions from. That's all I got to say about that. Brandon Jones, I don't even... How did you, how did you win Or Wars with It's a Classic? It I makes think, me I think so it's, mad. I think it's BS. It I is. BS. Oh, we gotta go th- we gotta go through goals first. Mm-hmm. Ian, how'd you do on your goal this week of introducing Good. a character from a book series? I assume it's a book series. Brian okay. Sanderson, the Stormlight Archives. Oathbringer just came out. I'm only like I'm listening to the audiobook. I'm a few hours into it, mm-hmm. so I don't know what happens the rest of the book. Don't spoil it for me. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I referenced a character from that series. What if that character like turns out to be somebody who just plainly makes sense every time? It. In as an al- analogy, right? Because no, you said you said this character changes depending on yeah time. 
What if, I mean, that, what if this character That's just... already been true in the pre this is the third book. Okay. And the books are like fifty hours long a piece. They're giant. I've never heard someone call a book by hours. I listen to I mean, audiobooks for everything. We do it for video games. Why yeah, not? Books yeah. are fifty hours long. The okay. first the first two Stormlight Archives books were I think they're forty five hours. That's too long. A piece. That's too long. Yeah, it's insanity. Ben, how'd you do your goal of telling us two lies and a truth? That wasn't two lies and a truth. Well, that, well, like you got three stories and you're oh. going to tell one true story and then try to hide the other. You know, I got to be honest with you. I yeah. feel like every time I'm on this podcast, I actively try with my goal. Didn't even try this time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Didn't even try. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Didn't even try. <laughs> I've been there many times. Brandon Jones? Uh, I give myself a B plus effort on podcast halftime, but unfortunately did not. Uh, Just because of Jigarbov? Did not nail it. Uh, yeah. Jigar- that's the only problem? Well, that's why. I mean, I, I, I saw it was a challenge ahead of me, and I wanted mm-hmm. to, to face it head on. Okay. You're a harsh And grader. I stumbled and I fell. Oh, so when you I said, I, w- I want to do well, I want to nail it, you yeah. were thinking of that comment in particular. And just, of- and just the other ones, just new language live for the first time. I got to say, you nailed the other ones. Nailed Everything the else was great. Oh, you had us cracking up? Yeah. That means a lot, you guys. Yeah. B plus seems right. You, yeah. you mentioned... <laughs> I'll take it. What? B plus is good. You mentioned a bunch of podcasts that sound like they're good podcasts to listen they to. You do. know what I mean? You advertised well. That was nice, Jones. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it's... I want people not to skip podcasts halftime. I think you're giving them a good reason not to. Thank you. You are actively improving Comment this Comment otherwise if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. us know. You're easy, Alice. Cool. <laughs> uh, I nailed my podcast. I nailed the intro to Aura Wars. Was that your goal? Yeah, that was my goal, to nail that intro. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So, Brandon Jones, because you won Aura Wars, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. Mm-hmm. You get to have the last word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just thought of right now. Yeah. You get to uh, promote any Easy Allies, Easy Allies video you would like to promote, or perhaps event. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Uh, you can follow me at Trailer Jones. I don't think there's anything wrong with my misinterpretation of those Wii commercials. I'm a human being like anybody else. Sometimes we hear things differently. Sometimes you hear something and you think it's one thing, and then it's just deeply ingrained in your brain. And even though it's being constantly reintroduced to you as something else, you've already kind of decided what it is. Uh, and it really takes uh, you know, a, a profound uh, friendship, you know, my, my relationship with these allies, to, to really educate me. And I'm grateful for that. Um, so I, I thank you, Kyle. Uh, for making me a better person. I encourage you to watch lots of crazy stuff happening this weekend, uh, but the Game Awards are going to be rad because we are going to be doing reactions to that. We're going to be seeing the outcome of uh, the the challenge that Ian and I are, are facing off against each other for the uh, betting special, uh, and Mr. Kyle Bossman has been working on it very hard, and so uh, I am excited to see what you put together uh, and excited to see uh, Keeley's fourth Game Awards. This is the fourth this year? This is the fourth yeah, one, wow. yeah. Uh, so it's nice to have that new tradition. Um I, wanna, yes. I do want to say you'll see very little of what I've basically I'm, I'm writing alternates and things like that. Sure. You know, like I don't want to be like, this is my version of the game awards. I don't no, want no, no. I don't want people to be like, Oh, Kyle's going to be all over. It's like, no, no, no. One person's not responsible yeah. for, for anything in that show. There's yeah, yeah, many, yeah. many, many people that you will not see that you will not hear of. The credits will go by real quick at the end. Yeah. Uh, lots of people uh, working on that, but uh, Kyle is one of them. So yeah. Congrats, Kyle. Oh, thanks. And thanks for watching everybody. Hells. Yeah. I am enjoying these microtransactions.